Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. My name is Ryan and this is Quest Rewind, the podcast where we like to take a look back at the consoles and games of the past. Now, I first want to apologize that it's been a bit of an extended hiatus from the last episode. Normally, when we do finish a quest, which is a series of episodes on a specific topic, that most recent one being on video games during 2002, after we complete a quest, we do take a little bit of a break. Now, that break's been extended just a little bit due to personal lives and vacations, whatnot kind of getting in the way of our normal podcast schedule. So we will be back very soon. Now, I did want to talk about what our next quest is because it pertains to today's episode. Our next quest is going to be about Pokemon. Now, we're going to cover a few specific topics about Pokemon just because it is such a broad topic nowadays. It is the largest media franchise in the world, so there would be way too much to cover than even in just one series of podcasts. But we're going to focus very much on the humble beginnings of Pokemon and how it exploded into just this massive juggernaut in the late 90s. But then we're also going to look forward at Pokemon today a little bit, um, specifically from like the Pokemon Go boom and a little bit more forward into just what Pokemon has become today. So it's gonna be a little bit of the early part and a little bit of today when it comes to Pokemon. And I'm very excited about this quest because I'm a huge Pokemon fan. I love the video games, I love the TCG, and I love I'm not so big on the anime these days, but I do have a lot of nostalgia for it. And there's just so much to Pokemon and it's such a fantastic brand that just loves to take all my money and I just hand it over willingly. Now today's episode, before we start our journey into Pokemon, we're going to be doing a bit of a throwback to our A Cast to the Past podcast days and that's going to be on one of our most listened to episodes which is on Pokemon the first movie, specifically the Netflix 3D remake if you will. Now, of course, the original holds a near and dear place in my heart. I still remember going to the theaters and getting one of the promo cards. I know you could get Electabuzz or Mewtwo or Dragonite, and it was just a very special time. And even though whether you want to argue it holds up today or not, to people who saw it as a child, that movie does hold a special place in their hearts, including me. So kick back, relax, and listen to our review of the 3D remake of Pokemon the First Movie. The late 90s and early 2000s were dominated by Pokemon. Whether we're talking about the Game Boy games, the trading card game, or the television show, it was hard to find somebody that didn't know who Pikachu was. Pokemon had such a massive audience that led to a series of films, with the first one being released in Japan in 1998. Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back, would be the first time our parents could buy a movie ticket and a bag of popcorn to enjoy pocket monsters on the big screen. Now in 2020, you can enjoy a new version of this movie featuring a, a fresh coat of paint 3d characters but at the same time it is the similar story 
that we grew to love. What do we think about Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back? Let's talk about that now on another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday with yours truly, Juan Velas. Now joining me, we have the Pokemon cast. We've uh, talked about the tier lists. We've talked about the movies, Detective Pikachu, all sorts of stuff. So it's going to be very interesting how we talk about this with Ryan McNulty from Boston, Massachusetts. Now, Ryan, we talked about Aladdin, where you have a 2D movie become a live action film. What would you say is your take on a 2D animated movie being turned into a 3D animated film? It's it's pretty interesting. I feel like it it kind of has its place. Although, you know, you look at something like The Lion King where I feel like it didn't really work. But in the world of Pokemon, I think it's definitely something that is interesting and there is an appealing aspect to it because seeing Pokemon in fully 3D is is a new experience compared to watching them on the cartoon. Um, we've seen that with the evolution of the games going to 3D. We've seen how Pokemon look different when they're more realistic in Detective Pikachu. So it is uh, a fun experience to see these Pokemon in sort of a, a different light in the 3D. Um, like the gimmick works well for Pokemon more so than, you know, your everyday movie, I would say. And now we have from London, Ontario, Keith Hamilton, same thing, man. Uh, when we first wanted to review this movie, you were very adamant that we reviewed the original one, but we also said, hey, you know, we've talked a lot about the original versions of things like Resident Evil 2, etc. So what's your take on this transition, but it's all still animated? I think in theory, it's a cool idea, especially from the angle of modernizing something and being able to release a new product for somebody to get excited about, but sometimes it doesn't always work. I, in some cases, the old looks better. Yeah. And this might be one of them. I think that the, the most fascinating thing, and I would love to get your guys' response about this, is that... I honestly forgot this was going to even come out. I think it just casually came up in a conversation between the three, like, oh, right, they're doing a Pokemon thing on Netflix, but Pokemon is an entire spectacle, yet it seemed like, I don't know, maybe they were not too uh, too uh, motivated to talk about it. Maybe they knew that it wouldn't do all that great. What did you think about when you found out that they were going to actually do this in a 3D style? Well, thanks to nostalgia, I was very excited uh, that they were re-releasing this movie because to tell you where I am in my life right now, I am very deep in the Pokemon weeds. <laughs> I was very, very aware that this was happening and the fact that it was happening on Pokemon Day this year. So I was really excited about it. This is one of my favorite childhood memories, the original. So the fact that they were re-releasing it, that I could try and enjoy it again, I was very excited and very aware of it. For me, I, I definitely wasn't as excited i'm kind of like okay you know i'm i'm interested to go back and rewatch this story because i haven't seen it in so long but for me i love pokemon i love the games i love you know you can see the you know for those watching the video version you can see all the plushes behind me i enjoy me some pokemon but every time i've tried to go back and watch some of the show it's not, you know, it's not really my thing anymore. I loved it as a kid, but the shows, the movies, I'm not, I'm just not as much interested as it comes to like the video games. I think it was definitely a thing of, of the times and everybody watching and listening, if you enjoy our conversations, you can leave a five-star review 
on your favorite app of choice, whether it be Stitcher, et cetera. If you're on YouTube, hey, what's going on? Keith is beautiful. You can uh, subscribe, hit on that bell. That really does help. And we can carry this conversation on our Discord over at acastofthepast.com slash Discord. Now, I think that I was personally very motivated because we did have this debate between the three of us where, once again, Keith was wanting to watch the original one, but I wanted to watch this one. And I sat down here and honestly, I had no expectations, right? We've watched Detective Pikachu and I love that. And I mentioned that I love that movie up until a certain point. Then I started liking it less and less. But here I'm at my home, right? I didn't pay movie ticket. We are already subscribed to Netflix. So the chances of me disliking this was honestly incredibly small. Yet, despite that, yeah, how did this decision work out for you? I really hated this. I felt so (laughs) damn uncomfortable watching this. Just something about it seemed out of place. It lacked the the, the feel, the personality. I know that nostalgia is a thing, right? But I've I've watched the original uh, movie a couple of years ago. I want to say like three, four years ago. And it was still fine. And I think it's because it's got that anime style, etc. But when you look at something like Aladdin, right? Where you go 2D to 3D. There's a reason they changed a couple of things because it just does not work. You can't copy and paste that yet. They tried to keep a lot of things the same here, but something always felt off because you're not going far enough as to make this live action. So it's still animated, which begs the question, do you think this movie actually needed to happen? No. Now that I've seen it, absolutely not. I think the world is better off just having the original version of that that came out when I was what was what what year did it come out? It came so out 1998 in 98 was the original release. So when I was 8 years old, that's where that movie belongs because like I agree with you completely that when I was watching this movie, even though like the content of it is pretty much one to one identical, they do a little bit of changes, but it felt uncomfortable the entire time. And for most of the movie, I couldn't wrap my head around it. But what I landed on was the animation just looked weird. That 3D representation specifically of human beings in that movie. The noses. I think Pope- the noses, the faces, just it seemed very off. And maybe it is a situation because we grew up on a very specific style. Because what I did, because I felt so bloody uncomfortable by this movie, I went back and checked out sections of the old one just to make like, because I had that moment of like almost crisis where I was thinking to myself like, Oh God, do I hate this movie? I uh, no, I can't hate this movie. So I went back, watched the original one, and everything was good. Everything was fine, but I just couldn't get over the style of this movie, and for that reason, I don't think it needed to happen. Maybe the world would be better off without a second Mewtwo Strikes Back. So I I would say I feel a little bit different about this movie. Yes, the animation. I do think the people looked weird, but I think I can just get past that better than most people i guess um it did feel a little tech demo-y at sometimes the way the camera moved around uh it just felt off like it it feel it felt like the camera needed to cut more as opposed to always like moving around i don't know if you know what i mean by that but yeah that that was a little distracting but for me Honestly, and I granted, I have not seen the original version in a very long time. And I'm pretty sure they've even there was even a re-release before this movie came out where Pikachu talked at the end and spoke English and it was weird. But 
I have not seen the original in so long, but I thought a lot of the problems with this movie was the the actual story of it. I think this is just a straight up boring ass movie. I'm I was not really uh, what happens in the first half of this movie. It takes them so long just to even get to Mewtwo's like island or whatever. I just felt like nothing was happening. People were standing around and just talking to Mewtwo for half the movie. It like what I don't even know what Mewtwo's goals were. Why did he make the clones? I I don't really it it didn't really fully resonate. Could with you provide me. A, a brief summary of? I, I know there's not like a whole lot of story, but what story is there? Where am I? Who am I? That, that is your story, <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. The, the whole thing is that Mew is the most incredibly powerful Pokemon. But they're able to a get an extract Pokemon. of them. What? A mythical Pokemon. A mythical Pokemon. Found so, underneath a truck. If you have cut no, before the SSM leaves. Oh, alive. man, no. It's not true. No, it's not true. You've got to be careful now. But uh, Mewtwo is a, a creation, a man-made creation, a result of uh, some extracts from Mew. So he immediately gets upset and the humans are like, hey, we control you, Team Rocket, a bunch of things Have get Have you ever seen the movie Jurassic Park? It's not that far off, except if the raptors were <laughs> psychic. way less good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, that. and I think that, okay. So that is pretty much the story, right? Is the whole thing of I'm not a Pokemon, but I'm also not a human being because I was created by a little bit of both. And it's this identity crisis. Now, Ryan, you mentioned something that I think that you can compare with something like Dragon Ball C. And I'd like to get just a a little bit of context with this because Pokemon started as a video game, got the card game. We also got the TV show and then we got a movie. So if you want to talk about story, each one of these different mediums handles it completely differently, right? But a television episode, you have 30 minutes, you have a purpose, usually it gets solved by the end. Sometimes you get a part two. A movie is usually a lot longer, like an hour and a half, give or take. So they do got to sort of stretch out, you know, the story that's fleshed out. When you go to Dragon Ball C, you have hundreds of episodes, you have a lot of movies. In that case, just generally speaking, when you think about DBZ, did you at any point enjoy some of the movies more than the actual animated show? No, most of the movies were pretty bad, except for the the only good movies in Dragon Ball Z, like speaking old school Z before like all the super stuff came out. But the only two movies that I thought were really good were the ones that were directly tied into the story, which was like the history of Trunks and then the Bardock movie about like Goku's father. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are you are you not gonna say Broly was a great movie? Uh, Broly is not a son. great movie. Maybe the new, I didn't see like the new Broly movie, which came out. Re- no, I'm like, talking about like legendary Super yeah, no, Saiyan back in the day. It's not that great. It really Shut is not your that great. Goddamn though. <laughs> so well, what about we'll you? Fight Keith, that about that another day. Then. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes when, to these movies, did you ever think about that? Like wow, these movies are, are legitimately better than than the series. I, I personally do think that it's always felt like it's an additional thing. It's cute, but it's made only for fans that are passionate of that and just want more of it. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think it's different enough that you... It's it's very hard to compare it because just to use this as uh, the Pokemon as an example, 
it is very like, oh, you're going on an overarching adventure in the TV series that if you really like, in my opinion, if you cherry pick episodes, you're going to find few that are better than the movies, the movies that I've seen anyway. But the movies are kind of like these side stories, very much very Dragon Ball Z-esque that if you like the franchise, this is going to give you the cool stuff of the franchise. I didn't really have as many issues with the story of this movie because there when I watched none. it, <laughs> well, to a degree, it, it, there's not much story. I guess I should say I uh, I didn't have much issue with what happens in the movie because when I was watching it again, I kind of tried to look at it through the lens of young me, and that made me enjoy it more because I remember it because I wish I had it somewhere around here. I'll, I'll show it on Twitter. I'll make Juan post a picture of it or yeah. something. But I have a stopwatch that a ex got me that's just a picture of Mewtwo, and I, I love Mewtwo. Mewtwo is my favorite Pokemon. Of all of them that have ever come out, I've always gravitated towards Mewtwo. This was the first time that you really saw Mewtwo. Like, yeah, he was in the show a little bit, but this was like Mewtwo Unleashed. You have to go to the theater <laughs> to see. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then like this epic fight with Mew and Mew had never been in there. This was really the first time that you got to see legendary Pokemon in the Pokemon franchise. And that was cool as hell to eight-year-old Keith. And bringing it back to that is what made me enjoy it the most. And I think that's where the appeal of something like this really comes from. Like, here is here is the cool part of the Pokemon series that everybody likes, especially if you're into, like, mythical and legendary Pokemon, because that's kind of what the movies have been all about. About. Like the later ones are about like Lugia and Celebi and Ho-Oh and the dogs and so on and so forth. They're beasts. So, they're beasts, they're, damn it. <laughs> they're One dogs. Of them is they're a saber tooth tiger. It's a cat. They're, they're okay. legendary dogs and they're pains in the ass. But just just the to be able to see these cool things, like I don't care if you, who you are, if you grew up on Pokemon, seeing Mewtwo battle it out with Mew is cool. Whether you like the animation or not, that is a cool thing to see if you like grew up watching the original 150. Every time you see Charizard go to town, you get excited. You feel it. And that's so what that how, movie gave me. How do you feel about me. that with this movie? Because I think that the biggest problem now is that I agree completely. I remember when I went back to the movies and I saw, the, I saw it in the theaters with my mom. Holy crap, my mom definitely loved me because I must have been obnoxious <laughs> as hell. Because, oh, yeah, I must have been miserable. Yeah, so that was super cool. But is the 2D to 3D transition different enough that you felt someone like that now? Because let's be honest, like this movie is technically catered to us. And I'm not saying it's catered to young Keith. It's catered to now Keith because yeah, you are the person that technically it came grew out up. in 2020. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It, but yeah, it, I, I, know, I know the point you're trying to make, yeah, though, yeah. but I think I enjoyed it because, you know, we've we've talked about the animation being uh, a little lackluster, but I do think they did a good job with the Pokemon aspect of it where the human beings look weird. I think the Pokemon in this movie look awesome, uh, getting to see like a 3D Gyarados and Vulpix and Rhyhorn and then Mewtwo Mew and then all of the three starters. I really enjoyed that and seeing them all battle out. That was that was the highlight of the movie. It was the highlight of the movie back in the day and it's the highlight of the movie to me right now. 
You know, had Detective Pikachu not come out, this probably would have been a lot more impressive. But since that was even more hyper realism, that this was, you know, it's cool. It was it was fun to, you know, just in principle to watch a movie in a totally different style. And it's relatively almost shot for shot the same movie, but in this 3D animation. So for that experiment alone, it is interesting to watch. But I think as a movie, I did not find it that enjoyable. So, yeah, it's cool to see the Pokemon, but just looking at it as a movie, it is virtually pointless. I mean, they basically pull a reset at the end of the movie. It has, (laughs) you know, no impact at all. I don't even know what Team Rocket was trying to do this entire movie. It didn't really seem like they were doing anything. Uh, As a kid, though, I loved it. Uh, But for this case, I was trying to take the nostalgia goggles off and just look at it as a movie. And as a movie, it's not great. But obviously, if you're a Pokemon fanatic, if you're a younger kid and you didn't watch the the Generation 1 stuff, then yeah, definitely this is something to watch. But man, hey, they put Don Fan in this movie, all right? You got Don Fan in Gen 2. I'm pretty sure Gold and Silver were not out yet when this movie came out. So you were like, who is that? The, the anime was man. awful with that. Yeah. Like, Ho-Oh was in the first episode of the show. Yeah, and then they brought in Togepi. But I think they were trying to tease it, get people excited, right? I'm pretty yeah, sure the taint in, the, the, in the original yeah. movie, there was like a little like cartoon, too, that played before the movie. And that had like... Yeah, like that, Pikachu's Vacation yeah, or and Pikachu's right. Adventure or something. You had Snubble in there, too. So they were like, oh, look at these Gen 2 guys. So I forgot I that Don Fan was actually thing. in the movie, though. Yeah, but it, it is kind of crazy how, you know, you did see Ho-Ho in, in like the first episode right of the TV show. So it's like an insane foreshadowing of what was to come. Uh, just like generally speaking about this movie now, I think that the reception that it's received has been incredibly lukewarm. And I, I do think that it is going to cost a lot of studios to question this whole thing of like, look, you know, Netflix is available. So I had a lot more fun, even though... I technically hated Detective Pikachu by the end, but from a story standpoint, from a visual standpoint, damn, that movie was freaking amazing, right? When from Pikachu to everything else. So it's like Ryan mentioned, look, if you wanted 3D Pokemon, we already got that before. So that's not new. We're not doing live action Pokemon here. So this is easily maybe the most forgettable Pokemon project out there because it's not different enough from the original movies. It doesn't stand on its own. And if you wanted something with more production value, that's already out there. Do you think that this is going to cause a thing where maybe they stay away from the movies and just try to focus more on the video games? Or like, where do you think Pokemon can go from here past something like a sword just and shield make new like movies. The new I mean, they're, they're still making new movies. If they yeah, want and they're still making new anime. Yeah, if they want to try this out, on a newer movie, it might be interesting. The Yeah, if they want to make the characters look a little less weird. But yeah, other than that, I mean, just keep making the new stuff. We don't need to... I know I know, Gen 1's their moneymaker, but they don't need to always go back to Gen 1. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it impacts it in a negative way because, because this was like a celebration thing. This was supposed to be... Well, it was released for Pokemon Day, right? It was supposed to be for the people that grew up and enjoyed it. It was a celebration of Mewtwo Strikes Back. And I think 
that's all it was like hey the pokemon pipeline is pretty much stronger than ever and it keeps on churning there's movies there's anime there's video games just everything's gonna be fine this was just like a fun little thing hey it's out it didn't do great so we probably won't see the rest of the old movies like if it did do well maybe we'd see some of the uh the other old ones that have a lot of uh praise behind them but probably not anytime soon now so bringing up another movie that did come out and made some changes before it released uh sonic right so Sonic, when we first saw the the 3D transition, people panicked. Uh, Sega and the production company, they actually changed it. I personally saw Sonic, and I genuinely enjoyed the film. I watched it in a premiere going into it. I thought it was going to be... You've convinced me to see it. I was skeptical, but you've convinced me to see it. Oh, I was seeing it no matter good. what. You know. no, it's just freaking good. It's a, like a, it's not a good video game movie. It's genuinely like uh, a solid, fun family experience. It is, yeah, I guess it is a good movie. It is definitely not a great movie, and it's not meant to be. Like, yeah, better than what, Depe- what I like about Detective that. Pikachu. Is it better would than Detective say? Pikachu? Probably. Overall, yeah. I well, would say yes. Yeah, yeah, because this, yeah, the story in Detective Pikachu gets really dumb. Somehow Sonic yeah, it does. doesn't get as dumb <laughs> yeah. as Detective Pikachu. And, and Sonic is self-aware enough, but where I wanted to get here is that Sonic, I think that if it, if they never changed the character model, maybe we would be talking about that in a very different light. Now, I know that the story, you can't just change it because the story already came out in 1998, right? But is there anything about this movie, knowing that they actually animated some stuff, that they did change a couple of things, like not too much, right? But some character models look a little bit different than the original ones. Is there anything that would have been like, man, if they just readjusted this a little bit more for modern sake, it would have led to a much better movie? Is there anything that jumps out at you? I think they had a they lost a big opportunity to make the story a little bit more exciting, right? you know, make them have to work to get to Mewtwo or something, but they kind of just go into a hall. Mewtwo's there. Pokemon start attacking him. Then he steals all the Pokemon and the clones fight. And then, you know, Ash dies and people cry him back to life. That's man. That's basically what happens. That scene is still real rough. Yeah. It's just, all these years later, it just gets you right in the peel, <laughs> feel. Something about Pikachu being all sad made yeah. me want to cry. Like, oh, I'm going to try to electrocute him. Maybe that will make him come back <laughs> to life. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the same it, as like, a, uh, what is it called? The, uh, the, the paddles. It's just the most absurd scene in a movie. It's so dumb. And I think it actually <sighs> got worse in 3D because... The benefit of anime, like animation, is that you have missing frames, right? So, you know, like uh, you watch Full Metal Alchemist, anything like that. You know, they, they do a lot of anime-specific stuff with like overly expressive faces, etc. I think in, uh, there was one part with Jesse and James that uh, Jesse, uh, that they both made some weird faces. And it's like in the anime version, like 2D, super makes sense. But in the yeah. 3D sense, it just seemed awkward. And even Brock that, is that, another that great example scene. of that. Like yeah. with Brock in the anime, when he would perv out on people, it would be like all right. over the top, yeah. hearts going. Yeah. He so just seemed like now. a creepy ass dude in yeah. this movie. <laughs> the, the, a lot of the f- expressions weren't as exaggerated as you could do in anime. Because I think if you overly exaggerated it in this style, it would look even more off. But the way that they did it, yeah, it just looks... Yeah, Brock... 
Brock's perviness just doesn't work. In, in <laughs> it doesn't make it into 2020 as a whole. He, yeah. Which also, well, he, that. he'd what get the canceled. Hell? Yeah. Can we talk about that? It's just like this. Keep in mind, movie theater, right? So like wide release film. Brock as a kid, like I didn't think about that. But now as I watch this, like, damn, dude, sc- scale it back a little bit. We got some children Hashtag watching me this thing. too. Come on, Brock. What's yeah. up? <laughs> also, was, I like how they still, they still went with the jelly donut thing with Brock. Oh, I know. Where yeah, it's if like, there's one on. thing that they could have left behind. <laughs> it's it's like, can't we just add some culture? All right. They're, they're friggin' rice <laughs> balls, aren't they? They're rice cakes or something. Yeah. So... Um, I think that there's not that much more that we can talk about this movie, right? I think it's just like a fascinating concept that we are officially getting to this time period where just old IPs are being brought back, not just in the sake of remasters and remakes, you know, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Resident Evil 3. We have movies like Aladdin and The Lion King, but now we're not being afraid to dwell into, well, what about a Netflix release that's more widely available? Um, is there anything else from the the 90s that, and I know I'm putting you on the spot, but just generally speaking, is there a a game, a movie, something that you you loved as a child and you think it's time that we do bring it back in some way, shape or form, whether it be a remaster, a remake, a 3D film or something? Because it does seem like inevitably a lot of the 90s is going to be brought back to modern times. Three words, even though it kind of happened already. Metal Gear Solid. Let's remake the original MGS. It's all but I Twin want. Twin Snakes in life. is the exact same thing. <laughs> People, okay, okay, please keep listening to the podcast. I apologize. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. But the story is basically the same, Keith. It's basically the same. Move on. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? After that, I don't. I don't know if I have anything. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so Keith, mad right I'm now. I'm joking, by the way. So <laughs> that's can, right. Can, you are. Can you can you give a little bit of context? Because anybody that hasn't played Metal Gear is probably going like, "What? Why is it so different?" Yeah. So we had the PS1 version, but then we had the GameCube version, which I played both. And initially, I did think they were the same. Turns out they definitely got a little bit more out there with the GameCube release. Yeah, because they they. On a very reductive way, they just took Metal Gear Solid 1 and put it in the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine. But then the developer, Silicon Knights, decided, hey, what if we threw the Matrix in there? Like, you know, bullet time stuff? That's really cool, right? Let's throw it all over Metal Gear Solid and make the most ridiculous, dumb action scenes in this game that's yeah, even though they, it's... like, jump off a missile or something? I remember. Yeah, hearing. like, one of them, or, like, at one point, Snake, like uses a, a missile shot from a helicopter as a propeller to jump up higher and shoot a rocket launcher at the helicopter. It's gets real, real <laughs> dumb. And so pretend that the twin snakes didn't happen. Remake Metal Gear Solid and it's pure in its purity. And then I'll die happy. Just put me in the ground after that. Nothing, Ryan. You got nothing, buddy. I have absolutely Not even nothing. Like I was going to say... Oh, uh, well, okay. All right. You know what? You make a good point there. Because I but was the, thinking... we have the Silent Hill HD collection. It's basically the uh, same thing. Stop this right now. <laughs> you quit the <laughs> quit it. <laughs> and listen, they didn't do Silent Hill 1. Keep that in mind Whoa. as well. So, yeah, we need 
Yeah, I was going to say Banjo-Kazooie, but they did do that for Xbox. Maybe make that True. a little more available, but, you know, you can get it on the, you can download yeah. it on the Xbox, whatever. So I do think it's a lot easier to come up with examples of video games opposed to movies, because with movies, like I'm trying to wrap my head around a movie that I would want to see something like that with. But a lot of the classics from their time just found ways to work around the limitations in a way that I don't really think to myself, oh, if they did this with this that they and like if they redid it now, it would look so much better. Like, I honestly can't think of an example like that. You know what I'd like to see, but not necessarily 3D. But I, if there was any way to upscale the original Donkey Kong countries to look nice and smooth wow, and beautiful, the, but the I don't know, show? could you eat? No, not the television oh, show, the, the actual games. games. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> like, wow. What, okay. you want to go back to Congo Bongo one yeah. more time or what? But those were made with those like specific like models that I don't even know if they could do that. You know what I mean? Like those. Kind of like a, like a re-release, like uh, to make it look more like a ukulele, like the side scroller. No, so Man, I wouldn't, want it, I wouldn't want it Donkey Kong Country Returns graphics because I I don't like the feel of Country Returns. You almost want the hyper realism of the original games. I just Super want Nintendo. an upscale, just a real ape, just a real going after a nicely upscaled <laughs> version of the game. We'll call it Harambe Country, and then just have a gorilla. <laughs> Never forget. I do remember remember there was a video game that did something similar like that, and it's gonna annoy me that I can't really think about that now. But I, I, I think that that is a strong possibility. But everybody watching and listening, uh, please let us know uh, if they were to take anything from the 90s and bring it to modern day, uh, what would it be for you? For me, it would probably be just a lot more stuff from the PS1 days, like the platformers, et cetera. Uh, Time Splitters, uh, the trilogy from the PlayStation 2. I think that's great. You know, we got the Shadow of the Colossus, a remake uh, over a year ago on the PS4, and that was awesome. So... I do think that there is a possibility of doing things like that. And the only movie, um, I don't remember if it's 90s or early 2000s, uh, Small Soldiers. Kristen oh, Dunst was in that Gorgonites movie, right? and <laughs> The Gorgonites. I freaking love that movie. I, I don't know. Maybe if they it still should fix up. Toy Story up a little bit. You guys were all up on oh. that. But. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool to resee that with like 2020 animation. Here's a question about that. Buzz shot How first. would people react, though, to like an, a Toy Story? Because, look, it would make a lot of money. Let's be real. That would make a hell of a lot of money. But, man. I feel like you, you wouldn't have would... to do much, but you could fix up the humans a little bit and just give, like, Buzz and Woody more of their modern models yeah more like a continuation so so they're gonna star wars it because it's like star wars they upscaled it and it's like the same movies we find out that buzz lightyear is a clone and i'm not letting i'm not even giving you the time of day for that one <laughs> but yeah people uh, we love having this conversation don't forget you can follow us on our uh, discord we can keep the conversation going there at cast of the slash discord you can leave a five-star review on your favorite app of choice subscribe and click on that bell on the youtube channel and up until next time we will be back with another exciting edition of a cast to the past keith if we yes. were to catch you which type of pokeball would we need to use and why a love ball a beast ball oh, oh yeah or a, a love ball Those maybe would be a pretty net similar, ball. like a beastly love ball 
That's me, the beast of the lovely ball. You want to juggle some beast balls, Keith? Always. They're nice and blue. (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm recording. Future Ryan back here to thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We will be back shortly, a week or two, with the start of our quest on the topic of Pokemon. As I said, I am super excited to do this quest. I am very passionate about Pokemon and I have a lot of cool things to share, a lot of maybe interesting tidbits of information that you may not know, or if you're a super fan, maybe you'll beat me to it in that knowledge. But regardless, I think it's gonna be an excellent discussion and I'm very much looking forward to speaking to Keith and Juan about the topic. So once again, this is Ryan. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you real soon on the next quest.